Back here on Darren, Donick, and Chase, live at Pete and Terry's Tavern. The crew is here. Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe. Don't forget Predators and Ducks tonight. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. I'll have pregame for you at 6 and everything heard right here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. You know this time on Tuesdays, it's our weekly chat with the GM. Predators General Manager David Poyle has been nice enough to stop by, brought to you every week by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. David, how the heck are you? I'm okay. I'll, I'll be better when we win tonight. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we've uh, since last time we talked, we were uh, had the three-game road trip, and then we played uh, Florida the other night, and, you know, kind of mixed uh, mixed reviews, and I'd like to see us get into, a, I guess you'd say, a more consistent game on both sides of the puck and uh you know get a big win here tonight what has jumped out at you on why there hasn't been consistent we know one thing that's been consistent has been the offense but what's jumped out on why you think it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride? well it's it's uh it's interesting uh, what's the saying uh, you know you take care of one thing and then something else <laughs> right. uh, uh, pops up so to speak well uh, there's been so much talk uh, all of last season about our offense and about our, our power play and uh, both of those areas are going very well and uh, we're certainly scoring enough goals and we're producing pretty regularly on our power play but one of our strengths last year was our penalty killing and uh, I see today we're in 30th, 30th place yeah. and that's really hurt us uh, in almost every game and the fact that we have not been able to you know come come uh, kill off the, the penalties at a, a higher rate and for sure is you know, probably factored in a couple of the, the recent games where we uh, weren't victorious. Uh, so certainly, uh, again, it's it's always, it's always a little bit of a, uh, a balancing act. Uh, the other night against uh, Florida, one of the, the stats that really caught my eye was we missed the net or had a, a shot blocked, I think it was 40, 42 times, which uh, and put that in perspective, Florida only had 13. And it's just like we were all over it, but uh, we couldn't uh, – we you know we couldn't get the goal or we couldn't finish you know correctly so i thought we were playing well but instead of getting two points we get one point so um it's early in the season and uh this is a big conference game i think we always have you know really strong games against anaheim usually physical games uh for whatever reason that might be yeah so uh uh, let's see how we we play tonight well you know david over the years uh, especially the history of this franchise i mean there's been very few times when we've really ever talked about anything when it comes to the penalty kill other than good stuff, right? I mean, it's overall the body of work has always been at a really, really high level. Last year it was sixth. The year before that it was sixth in the league. And like you said, 30th. And actually the team that's 31st is Winnipeg. They're actually dead last in the league on the penalty kill. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, you you plug the dike, so to speak. It's the league, right? Something something else comes up. So, again, it's – it, it, it's it's there from the defense out of the goaltending and what have you, but I think there's been some you know missed assignments and you know some different situations. I, I feel the coaches totally agree that it's all correctable, and you know we probably have to pay more attention to it. And that's probably what I just said. There probably makes the most sense. We probably have overloaded on our talk and preparation, and maybe even the practicing about our offense versus uh, the the defense. So. It is a it is clearly a balance, and hopefully tonight we'll see a little bit uh, better job in that area. I wanted you to talk a minute about Craig Smith, who just played in his 600th career NHL game. Obviously, all for one franchise, this one, and just what the body of work has been like for Craig Smith, uh, a draft pick of yours, and you have obviously invested a lot of time and money into Craig Smith over the years. What did you think whenever you heard career game 600 Saturday night? 
<clears throat> same thing I always think. I'm, I'm the only one that's getting any older than the organization. <laughs> uh, again, a very, this is going to come across as a little bit of a contradiction. Very consistent. Every year, you know, Craig, I think it's four of the last five years, if I'm, I'm right here, scores 20 goals and mm-hmm. pretty predictable in his, in, his, uh, in his output and what he does for the Predators. Obviously, shows up every night. Great work ethic, great, great speed. That consistency comes with a lot of inconsistency. Uh, and here we go at the beginning of this year where I think he only has one assist in the first eight, eight games. Uh, Smitty's been a real streaky uh, player during his career. When he gets hot, it's it's great. And when he's not, it's it's not perfect. If I could wish anything for him and for us, it would be to kind of have that more consistency uh, all, all the time. I mean, I don't think we nor he could put a finger on it because it's uh, it's you know pretty well happens every, every year. And he just... Uh, you know, right now he can't buy a goal. He's just—I uh, know—he's really frustrated. And you know, getting back on our offense again, you're—you're you're looking for now. The we got our top two lines going pretty well. You're looking for this uh, secondary—you uh, know—scoring. And again, if, if a guy like Smitty gets starts getting getting the odd goal here and there, it just get, makes us a hard hard team to play against, a hard team to win because we're going to be putting up so much offense. But right now he's in a a little bit of a rut, but we know by history that uh, he's going to get out of that. And again, I'm saying a lot about tonight. So tonight would be a real good time good to get time, out of that man. for him. But 600 games, good for him. Good that uh, uh, you know we have players that we keep and play that long for our franchise. I'm proud of that. I mean, you know, we always talk about improving the team and making trades, but there's nothing better to me than uh, drafting a player and having a homegrown grown player here for as long as possible. I brought it. Up, I had a conversation with Dante Fabrell. You'll hear in pregame, and I brought that up to him and. He said, I hope you're still interviewing me for my 600th game. And I said, well, that'll make me really old when you get to that point. But I wanted to bring up just like him starting off his career. You know, we're talking, here's Craig Smith. And obviously you want us to be talking about Dante Fabro's 600th career game with the Nashville Predators. So now that he's logged eight games and then he had the 10 last year, including the playoffs, his small body of work. What have you seen out of Fabro to this point? I think so far so good. Really uh, a calm, calm player. A lot of poise. Uh, makes the occasional mistake. Uh, seems like when he does that, he doesn't repeat it. Uh, the coaches all feel that they're he's very coachable. Uh, coaches, in particular, Kevin McCarthy, are spending a lot of time with Dante, reviewing his shifts. You know, every game and trying to. Uh, make sure that he understands what we're trying to do, understands what we need him to do, and uh, to uh, just, just uh, I guess, uh, the minutiae of the game, the, you know, where you should be in certain situations. You know, sometimes a foot here or a foot there makes a big difference to where you're, how you successful, where you hold your stick, how you carry it, how you can intercept passes, uh, thing, things like that. But I think Dante's got a real good mind for the game, really good hockey sense, and uh, so far so good. Uh, again, as we've said before, uh you know, with PK uh, leaving, Dante's putting playing pretty big minutes right now. I mean, uh, can he keep that up? Uh, so I think he can, but again, it's it's a, it's a lot to give a young guy at this this time of his career. We're talking to David Boyle, Predators general manager. Our weekly chat with him and David. Uh, it looks like Ryan, the numbers are certainly popping off the page for Ryan Ellis, but the way he's moving looks like he's found another gear. He just looks great out there doing everything that we know he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ryan, you know, was a little bit uh, injured uh, last year, not to the point that he couldn't play, but I think a, a healthy summer and changing up his routine a, a little bit uh, has allowed him to, you know, regain his confidence and thus regain his, I'd say, his jump, his, his speed. And uh, 
Well, I mean, I don't think we've had a better player than Ryan Ellison. You know, maybe Duchesne on the forward, but you know, Ryan and and Yost on the, on defense have been really, really good. And obviously, the fact that Ryan's got all of these points is is really good for him. And uh, I mean, even though he's a veteran player now, you still need to get your confidence and what have you. And if something's bothering you a little bit, you're you know, you just just off and I think last year at different times he was just off a little bit and uh, this is a fantastic start for him. Kyle Torres has really he had a huge goal the other night his production looks pretty good and of course with Forsberg out he's moved back to center Duchesne has slid over to the wing here you knew it was uh, it had to be a little bit of a puzzle to find the right role for him uh, when Duchesne came in in terms of the number of centers you have available uh, on the roster here but how do you, it looks like he's handled it pretty well, and obviously he's playing really well right now. Yeah, there's no question that Kyle Turris is a top player, and it just uh, unfortunately for lots of reasons that we've talked about many, many times, it didn't, his, his year didn't go well from last year. At, at top of that was two two injuries that took him out of the lineup for extended period of times, and you know, different but maybe not totally dissimilar. It's just like Ryan Ellis just being off a little bit and. Cal was too and so it's nice to see him get get some production hopefully get a little bit of his confidence back and his swagger because he I repeat for the second time he's a top player that had a bad year yeah. and uh, you know there's been all sorts of discussions about you know is he going to be traded should he be traded or, or what have you I'm often saying to myself it's it's probably a blessing in disguise where we are right today because when you lose a top player like Forsberg I mean how many teams have a player that they can move into their top two two lines and somebody that can not only move into their top two lines but be productive and got the huge goal the other other night so you know i think kyle is doing real well and uh again not unlike what we're talking about with craig smith if we get our top two lines scoring we get healthy and kyle is also scoring it makes us a tough out you you bring that up and i I'm always curious to get in the mind of the GM when you hear rumors and everything, whether it's true or not true. Like, how do you react to that when you when you read things or somebody comes to you and says, "Is this true?" Well, it depends whether it's you or my. And I'm being or general. The, or, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a specific or, player or, or the owner. <laughs> <laughs> There's possibly two different answers there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to answer that because it's it gets so much of it, and you know the, the coverage is fantastic. Uh, uh, these days for for everything and specifically here for for sports i mean you you know i i watch tv i read things i hear things or what have you and it's just you know on twitter or what have yeah. you it just it's instant information all the time so you know somebody could just put out something i could read five minutes ago that said that um blank team was trying to trade this player well right away i i have to if I had some interest there, I have to explore that you know, because I don't <laughs> right. know whether it's fact or, or fiction. And so it's something that, uh, you know, I guess it makes our job a little bit more uh, difficult. But maybe, maybe on the other hand, it gets you right to the point uh, right away of what, what might be going on in this, uh, this job. But, again, there's so much, so much out there. And, and in, again, it's not all true. Right. And that's the, that's in itself is the, is, the, is the problem because whether it be a media person or maybe a manager. I mean, sometimes people are just putting out things there, like to to try to get a feel for uh, the, the situation. So um, it's all part of the job. And again, now you have to realize too that I have a lot of people working for me, so they're reading different stuff. So you know, we're talking every day, and and somebody will say, "Did you see this? Did you read this?" Or I was at that game. This is what I heard. Or or an actual a factual thing is I I see the way this team is playing that 
um, so-and-so is not getting much ice time and maybe he could be available type of thing. So it's a lot of information to, to, to compile every every day and make your decisions as to what you want to do, uh, not only on your own team, but in you know possibilities out there with other teams. But I would imagine that you know, in 1998, when you started here with the Predators and the organization started, it's changed so much because of this little device, a smartphone and yeah. Twitter, and that back in the day it was more phone calls, and now you're getting texts, and there's Twitter, and, and I'm sure how you've gone about that whole process has changed. Yeah, it, it has, and uh, again, it's, you try to stay as, as current as you, you can uh, in this job, but just, just the layers of people that we have working for us, and amount of scouts, coaches, our office staff, all of that's increased. Analytics has been a new, uh, new portion of the the job that's uh, that's really had a significant input to how you put together your team or how you you may be making trades or acquiring players. Um, there's just lots and lots of layers, and I'm sure on your side too. I mean, you see how the how it is on the on the media, the competition that you have to get the story out or to to make a you know make it an announcement or a decision or to try to get the scoop if, if you will so well, that's why we have elliot friedman on the show we have, <laughs> we have our own insider well that's a good contact because <laughs> he gets his fair share but it's 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 all of us uh, right the whole world is instant information i mean uh, i think too the younger generation is is really likes our game watches our our, our game uh, knows the players really well but a lot of times they're doing it just on the on the phone sure. or through through television and we we need to you know keep evolving as an organization to to make sure that we can sell out the, the bridgestone arena and, and keep the the interest there so it's it's a it's a fun business to be in i'm sure for all of us but it's 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 competitive and it's it's evolving all the time really Nin- fast 1998 you probably had a pager right a beeper, <laughs> beeper for, did you ever do a trade Via, via the beeper? payphone? No, payphone. payphone. Right, because you got the beat, right? You got the <laughs> then page, go, and, and then you went to the payphone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> fax I, again, I'm, I'm a dinosaur. I mean, you you, you guys are so young. I mean, we never have these cell phones. You, you do know this is a relatively new invention. So if you're a manager, you're traveling, you know, city to city or what have you, the only way you had to communicate was through a, a telephone. So uh, the big deal was if you come back after a game, You'd be kind of praying when you got back to your hotel room that that right that red light wasn't was fla- wasn't flashing, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, because that's how we that's how we communicated. Yeah. And, it was, and now it's like if somebody wants you, they just call during this interview, and I got to talk to them. So it's uh, <laughs> it's really it's it's really different, as, as I say, and as you guys know, it's instant information right away. Before we let you go, uh, we we got to see Yakov Trenin for the first time, and I know he had a really good start for Milwaukee. Salamaki's back up, but. What are some of your reports? What what are some highlights from Milwaukee so far? I watched the game uh, on on Sunday. I've, I've seen three of their four games. Uh, goaltending has been good with both Grosnick and Ingram on uh, defense. Uh, they've been they've been fine. I think a young player that I, I want to watch a lot is Jeremy Davies. I think he got his he got his first goal the other day, but probably needs a little bit more time and like away from the puck and just being able to 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 see what what, what else is happening out there and not get. Just sort of uh, drifting away from the the play, so to speak. Uh, forward wise, I'd like to see a little bit more scoring. Trennan has been the best down there scoring, um, and I thought he played fine in his first game. But again, it needs a little bit more more time. But I, we like the big body and the straight ahead play, the forward checking, and a little bit of physical play. Uh, other guys that uh, are doing okay. Wilkins has has got a couple 
couple well, he's got a goal and a couple of assists playing three games in three nights first time for a college player to wow. do that it was hard game for him to to uh to, to play a, a player that was really good at training camp in Rem Pitlick has yet to get his first goal, which just goes to show you that it's it's not an easy. It's a process, yeah. right? And sometimes there's a little bit more structure up here in an NHL than there is down there, where the players are running around a little bit more. So they're off to a decent start, two one one and three or something. Like that. They they played three overtime games in a row on the weekend and wow. lost all three in overtime. Oh so boy, have to work on that's that. a lot of hockey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> David, good to see you as always. Thanks for doing this and. Uh, We'll have fun tonight. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. David Boyle, Predators General Manager, joins us every Tuesday at 11.15. That's brought to you by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. We'll come back with more of Darren, Donnick, and Chase next on 102.5 The Game.